This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Let's go back in time to 1932 as Converse brings you historic footage of the legendary original Celtics with whom all great professional teams are compared. We have now taken over your radio. Richie Guerin is about to show you the most important step in getting past a man. It's the first one. And Oscar will inbound it. The men in green, the Milwaukee Bucks, that's Al Cinder against Bellamy. Hello and welcome back to the Over and Back Classic NBA Podcast. I am Jason Mann and with me as always is Rich Krejci. Rich, great to be back with you. Absolutely. Keep on chugging through these top 50s. Indeed, like yeah. We, for, for those who are new to the uh, program, we are talking about, um, we've been, all summer we've been talking about the top 50 NBA players of all time, and we are now going through mo- more modern players and kind of going through the strengths and weaknesses of their candidacies. And to help us today with uh, Ray Allen is Seth Partnow, the editor of Nylon Cactus, returning to the show. Seth, welcome back. Hey, thanks for having me. It's been a while. Yeah, yeah. Last time you were uh, with us to talk, uh, Red, um, excuse me, Reggie Lewis. <laughs> I almost said Reggie Miller. Reggie Lewis, which was an enjoyable uh, early program on the uh, podcast for those who are interested. I would definitely recommend that. But uh, today we are going to chat about uh, the case for Ray Allen in the top 50. Going to go through just some of the. Um, basic things for him before we kind of get into the discussion. He uh, is 28th all-time in win shares, 92nd in win shares per 48, 64th in box score plus minus, and 25th in value over replacement player. He has been on the all-NBA second team one time and the third team one time. Uh, He has had one season where he was in the top 10 in win shares per 48 and one time in the top 10 in value over replacement player. Uh, He is second all-time in free throw percentage, um, first all time in three pointers probably given given volume and percentage maybe has a case for being the best uh, three-point shooter of all time and uh on uh, some of the other uh rankings he is 62nd in the bill simmons pyramid of 96 players and in his book the book of basketball and in the slam uh, magazine top 500 players of all time he is 79th and um uh I, I think you know, some of his strengths, he's been excellent in the roles, both as a leading scorer for a team and as mostly a three-point shooter running off screens with other uh, other guys more creating the uh, scoring. Um, but he has sort of the versatility in uh, in doing both. So, um, so Seth, uh, what do you think about Ray Allen? Um, I think that the, you know you, the first thing you think of when you think of Ray Allen is is obviously the the, the shooting. Uh, you you talked about some of the numbers and 
also just the aesthetics of his his jump shot. He is he is I think probably the closest to like the pure video game jump shot form of all time just in terms of both his his shot mechanics, but he's also a guy who, you know, had really good mechanics on the release and stuff like that while like getting great elevation and that's kind of one of the things that always um allowed him to be more than just a shooter was the fact that he could elevate so well and and get that get, and, and get that shot off over people too kind of off the dribble and and quickly on catch and shoots and stuff like that and, and a lot of his kind of um signature playoff moments are, are kind of uh him hitting shots with guys draped all over him sim- simply because he could elevate over them whether it's you know shots he hit over joe noah in, in some of those those celtics bulls playoff series or kind of the shot um you know in the in the 2013 finals uh for miami well, one of the things that always, you know, you mentioned a shooting form, and I think that's absolutely something, um, the, the repeatability of it as well. Like, that's a guy where if you saw a, a clip of him playing in, you know, 1999 or 2002 or 2013, it almost it looked the same, like, every single time. And it's just amazing that, to, to think that, like, every year, you know, nothing, he didn't get a hitch ever. It was always just, like, so perfect. And that's... No matter what year. And, and, it's crazy. And that's kind of, you, you hear, a, he is almost a, he's almost a golfer. In terms of, right. of the, the the OCD of 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 kind of his routine of of getting to the gym at this time and and shooting this number of shots from this spot and just the routine that's kind of honed every kind of you know extraneous motion or or bit of time off of that shot and and the really interesting thing about that is that even if you've watched him through the years he's got a very distinctive yet in typical Ray Allen fashion understated three point celebration. And if, if, and this always stuck out to me, like he would, he would elevate, shoot, hold his follow through for just a, just a beat. The ball would go through. And as he would turn up the court, he would kind of make a little count it motion, uh, you know, with his, with his hand by his side. And I was, it was really amusing because again, even on the shot, you know, that, that shot to, to force overtime against the Spurs, um, before he starts jumping around like a crazy person celebrating, like you would, that's still part of his routine on that shot. It, it, you can only see it on a couple of angles of, of the replay, but he lands, the ball goes through, he makes a little gesture, and then he starts jumping around and celebrating. I thought that was that almost encapsulates him perfectly. That just even his even his celebration is kind of practiced and perfected. Yeah, you know, the, for for one thing, for that's interesting. I think is that you know he he does have you know pretty strong uh, career marks, um, but doesn't really have like a a number of like great individual seasons. Like his his best seasons, I would think, are more like you know very good on the offensive end. Yeah, and you know he was a he was a guy who could be the. Um, you know the, the the leading scorer, but as the leading scorer, he was not like a you know a Tracy McGrady who you just throw him the ball and say go ahead. But his real in kind of almost that 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 I don't want to say a complimentary role because that's selling him short a little bit. But in that that not always asking to be creative, that that role is really kind of where he he almost was best because it allowed him to both he himself and the threat that he presented with that shot uh, kind of maximized his, his ability to, to um, influence the, an offense. Yeah. 
What do we think of the fact that he was the most important player, at least, uh, you know, um, the, the star on one of the worst defensive teams in history? I believe the 06 Sonics in terms of defensive rating. And then two years later was you know, still an important, although obviously not really on the defensive end of one of the best defensive teams of all time or certainly, you know, a standout defensive team at the time. I think you can make an argument that, that, that those Celtics were among the, the, the best defensive teams of all time. Um, a few things there. One is, uh, first of all, he plays one of the, the less important defensive positions, I think it's mm-hmm. safe to say. Uh, and also, that's, that's one of those things that as he, I think he was always, when he wasn't needed to be the do-everything guy on offense, he was always at least a competitive defender. Um, may not have been great, although he's a guy who, you know, in certain matchups, I mean, he was a guy who battled the heck out of Kobe Bryant, for example. Um, there's kind of there's always been rumors of of kind of bad blood between those two players, and no one's ever really fully explained why. But as kind of a a, a low key NBA feud, but um, but not having to do everything on offense uh, allowed him to be even more of a like a competent. Um, solid defender, and you know when when you put the other guys around him, you know Rondo at, at when at his defensive peak, and Garnett and Perkins and Paul Pierce, another kind of underratedly solid defender. Uh, all of a sudden, and you put them with a wizard like uh, like Thibs as the defensive coordinator. Um, yeah, you have a you, you get a great defense there. Uh, just taking a look at, at sort of his position in his era, uh, we've been doing this for all the top 50 guys, so just a few little nuggets and, and, and stats that kind of come up so we can sort of see how we rank him among, you know, guards, uh, you, you know, of his era he played, and then guards of all time as well. Um, stricken, uh, strictly start with the era, uh, he's 23rd in points per 36, he's 31st in three-point percentage, uh, 18th in effective field goal percentage, uh, second in win shares, and third in value over replacement players. So that's his, uh, you know, era and position. Then if we look all-time position, uh, 81st points per 36, uh, 30th in three-point percentage, 28th in effective field goal, 9th in win shares, and 10 in value over replacement players. So again, we see the thing where, you know, he doesn't necessarily stand out in terms of those uh, amongst his peers, but... He stands out in the sense that he he the longevity was there and, and he remained consistent for a long period of time, which helps him in those rate stats, you know, like a win shares and, and, and you know value over replacement as well. Seth, what do you kind of think about him versus other you know shooting guards or other guys of his position all time and and of his of his era? I think that's the longevity is an interesting way to put it because he's got. I mean, shooting is kind of the classic old man skill. You know, if you can if you can shoot, you can play forever, basically. Um, but part of that was also he kept himself in, in such kind of great shape that he was able to be slightly more up until maybe his last year in, in, in Miami, you know, always able to be just slightly more than, you know, kind of the, the, the designated shooter kind of guy. Um, as far as where to, to put him all time, it's, you know, it's, it's a tough comparison because you're, when you're talking about all time players, you're mostly talking about guys who all right, throw him the ball and let him work, and you know he, like I said earlier, he could do that. But his, his but really, he was you know almost um, the, the the most qualified second or third guy rather than uh, really maximizing himself as as the top guy. And that's and it's hard to you know would is is the fortieth best like individual creator better or worse than the than, than like the the second best guy off the ball just throwing numbers out there obviously but the second best guy off the ball of all time i mean which would you rather have um 
for a lot of teams, having that 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 guy who who you just had to pay attention to, no matter where he was and no matter where the ball was on the floor, is insanely valuable. And I think that's, um, I think almost on those terms, he'd be even more appreciated if his if his kind of late prime was today than than you know ten years ago when it actually was. You know, Rich, offline, um, you told me that um, that Allen's numbers were slightly less than you would have expected, where I, I kind of thought that they were better than I expected. What, what were you kind of well, – where did he fall short or that from what you were expecting? I, I think one of the things that we – and we looked it up too because I think you – in our show notes, you put a you know a question and posed it to us and said, you know, does, does being perhaps the best three-point shooter ever in terms of high percentage and high volume get him in? And I said, yeah, you know what? I, I, on initial thought, yeah, it would probably make sense that that would be you know top 50 worthy just knowing what Ray Allen is. So I went a little deeper and I wanted to see kind of looking at his percent and looking at you know the, the, the attempts per game. And I looked at uh, I, I looked at everybody who shot over 40% from three with at least five uh, three-point attempts per 36. So just just to get an idea of guys that are relatively high volume and high percentage, I thought Ray Allen was going to be a very rare guy in that case, and he really isn't. The problem, though, is he's sort of ahead of his time when you when I read off these names. Uh, basically, here's everybody else that's in the club with him. There's only eight others. Uh, it's Steph Curry, Anthony Morrow, which that shocked me, uh, Danny Green, Clay Thompson, uh, Daniel Booby Gibson, that also shocked me, Brent Berry, Ben Gordon, J.J. Redick, and then Ray Allen. So, you know, not necessarily that that's a bad list of Ian or anything like that. I just thought Ray Allen would kind of stand out, you, you know, more in that sort of sense. And then also when I looked, he, he ranked eighth among those guys in terms of uh, three-point percentage. So you look at a guy who, yeah, I mean, it, it, the, the the volume and everything is there. But I, I just, I don't know. I thought he was going to jump off the page in a lot of the ways that we were looking at. Like a lot of these guys that we have explored a little bit more, I said, oh, wow, they were really, you know, so good at this. Whereas, you know, Ray Allen, I... Obviously, an all-time, all-time, all-time legendary three-point shooter, but you know, percentage-wise, it, it, it doesn't really stack up. But you know, he stacks up in the rate stats and, and, and in terms of just being consistent over the course of the years, he has that. But I, I just was expecting him to just jump off the page a little bit more, and I don't know if he necessarily did in terms of just raw points per game yeah, stuff. So, so I don't know. If I can counter that a little bit, of those names, yeah, yeah. Of those names you read off, like aside from Steph, those are all guys who are basically just shooters. You know exactly I mean? right, right, and that's and that's where you know he he's he's one of the best just shooters ever. Plus this other stuff. Now you know what Steph Curry is doing now is you know pretty incomparable. And but uh, you know Ray Allen when he was you know so like you said a little bit ahead of his time in terms of of of, of that. And so I think that's you know you ha- you have to give him a, a bump above a lot so of those other guys just because. He was a much more focal point of the offense. I think if you if you look down, like almost the career usage of the rest of those players, uh, right. he'd he'd be you know right there or probably second to Steph on 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 that among those players you just listed off. Yeah, and then and, then, and that's why I became you know it's not necessarily that I'm I'm, I'm putting down Allen's career as general. I'm just looking at him from the scope of the top fifty and saying, okay, look, we got fifty guys in the history of the NBA that we got to talk about. You know, Ray Allen, you know, initially before we had done any of this research, I would have said, yeah, he's a guy that's absolutely contender. I, I, I don't know. I, I don't know what your guys' thoughts are. Where, I guess we'll where do you, get to that where, point. Have you talked about Reggie Miller yet? And where do you have uh, – uh, I was going to bring that up because, um, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, I talked to Ian Levy uh, about uh, Reggie Miller. Um, <laughs> so and, – and we th- that, was, that was not in part. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and, and we talked a little <laughs> – should have found somebody else for that. But. Yeah. Yeah, we, we talked a little bit, you know, we kind of compared the two a little bit. And, and honestly, like, 
I mean, they really, you know, obviously the surface comparisons are there, but if you look at them, um, you know, their careers are, you know, very, very similar numbers wise. Mm -hmm. I mean, they they really are kind of there. Like I would sort of think, you know, just without, you know, um, if I, if you just were, making me choose without like doing much research and doing the deep thing, just like what I, who I would sense would be the better player. I would pick Reggie, but it would be close. And I think, I think so much of that is, is, you know, his, uh, is, is personality driven rather than skill driven, but that's because, you know, Reggie Miller's a big boisterous personality and mm-hmm. Ray Allen is not that. Yeah. Well, where do you, is there anything anywhere in particular you think Miller falls short to, to <laughs> Allen? I, well, I mean, the number the the first thing is is Reggie Miller was an awful defensive player, and and you know Allen was um, at the at minimum you know competent. There was times where he was on some bad te- bad defensive teams, as you noted, but he's also on again a, a starter, big minute player on one of the best defensive teams of all time. So um, that, that that's that's kind of the and also I just don't like Reggie Miller. So that's, <laughs> you know, what do you, and that's, I, you know, that, that's, and that, that, that has much more to do with, with post playing career than anything during sure. <laughs> I'll, I'll say that diplomatically. Um, yeah, I, I mean, I, they're close and they're, and they're both, I think in the, around the same tier as in their, they're in the conversation, but I can't put either one like as a probable, you know, on on the list. It's it's still possible, but you know, it's, you know, they're, they're, they're close, but, but definitely not in yet. Once we kind of obviously go through more players and look at it, you know, we'll, we'll kind of have to see. Sure. Um, so Seth, you have a Ray Allen story to tell us, I believe. Will this turn the tables? Will uh, well, he be this, a definite top 50 after this? I mean, this, I think this probably will indicate that, that I'm, I'm, uh, first of all, as a, you know, as a, as a Celtics fan, I'm, I'm obviously not, uh, unbiased in this either. Um, but this, this will, this will kind of, uh, remove any kind of veneer of uh, impartiality, uh, from, from my <laughs> assessment of, of Ray Allen. So uh, this it's a story that will also date me, I think. But in any event, um, so I, I, you know, I live in and I grew up in in, in Alaska. And in, in Alaska, there's uh, every, every Thanksgiving there's the Great Alaska Shootout, which is a college basketball tournament. Uh, before they kind of changed some of the NCAA rules about when you could go to tournaments and getting extra games and stuff like that, uh, used to get really strong fields. Had you know top a couple different a couple top 10 preseason teams every year usually um and in uh 1995 um uh ray allen was a preseason all-american yukon was the probably top three or four team in the country uh they were they were coming up to play in the shootout now um you know my family's has been up here for a while and so my dad supports the local program and what they used to do is they'd have, since it was over Thanksgiving, they'd have kind of the student athletes from student athletes, haha, uh, from <laughs> from each, from schools kind of have Thanksgiving dinner with people in the community just to give it a little more of a of a of you know a home for Thanksgiving feel because Thanksgiving you know is that's the kind of holiday it is, and so we had we had hosted um, you know players for a couple different years. We had a couple of kids from. Uh, University of Virginia the year before, Eastern Michigan the year before that. Um, so they call my dad up this year and say, would you be interested in hosting some players? And uh, you're in, UConn is in your area of town. 
Uh, it's like, yeah, well, sure. Can we uh, make a request? Maybe Ray Allen can come. And like, well, we don't usually get requests. We'll see what we can do. And so they they call back and say, yeah, uh, expect him around this time with the, you know, the SID and another player. Um, now the important thing to remember is this is my freshman year of college, so I'm not there. So I don't I, I don't I don't see any of this. But in any event, if Thanksgiving comes, the doorbell rings. Ray Allen is there. Um, He's he's from a military family, so he's dressed in a in a sharp suit, um, very polite, very proper. Yes, ma'am. No, ma'am. Um, perfectly delightful dinner conversation, uh, except for one point in the dinner when they're just kind of passing everything around family style like they did in my house, um, where he asks someone to pass the potatoes. Now, my mother um, in her family, they never had potatoes as a starch. They had rice growing up so she always prepared rice instead of potatoes and um so she says i'm i'm sorry ray we uh, we actually always have uh rice instead of potatoes uh at this end and for the one time the entire evening his like veneer of politeness just cracks and he pulls this enormous like stink face at what is this crazy lady saying why is there no <laughs> why are there no mashed potatoes at thanksgiving but they that that passes for a moment and he's a uh, and he, he he manages to kind of click back in and and uh and perfectly delightful conversation. Now, I'm telling this story to my. This is my freshman year of college, um, uh, where my, me and my college teammates are playing at a tournament in Chicago, and I'm telling the story to them, and they're like, "Sure, Ray Allen had Thanksgiving dinner at your house. I, why would we believe that?" Um, so until about a week later, when we get back to school, and a package shows up at the at the post office, and it's a glossy like. Uh, photo of Ray Allen, my sister, and an exchange student who were staying at our house holding up a sign that says, where's Seth? <laughs> <laughs> so, and that I, if, I've never gotten like anything signed by an athlete, but if I was ever to get anything signed by an athlete, it would That'd be, be perfect. It would yeah. be Ray Allen signing the where's Seth photo for me. So that's, that's my Ray Allen Thanksgiving story. I, I do have one question to your story. You said Eastern Washington was there. Did Earl Boykins ever eat Thanksgiving dinner? At <laughs> no, it's, uh, it was, it was Eastern Michigan, not Eastern Washington. Oh, was, damn and, I heard wrong. Yeah. I was really excited. Never mind. Yeah. No, I, I nobody from Eastern Michigan. <laughs> that that would have been, that would have been uh, about the same time though. Yeah. That's what I was thinking. Yeah. Okay. So. Eastern, I don't know anybody from Eastern Michigan. So. No, the wait, no, Earl Boykins was Eastern Michigan though, wasn't he? Oh, was he? Yeah. Okay, never mind. But I think I think that was a little a little bit before he was a little bit before. Uh, he, well, yeah, never mind. Early '90s. So that's my Ray Allen story, and you know, <laughs> it's a, a, a treasured family story. So, um, well, that go ahead. Oh, that is a as good a note as any to uh, end the show. But we will um, we're going to have uh, Seth back on uh, later for uh, talking about more players. So uh, look forward to that. And of course, you can uh, check us out at harborparoxysm.com. And we'll be back soon. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.